News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning and Merry Christmas to you from all of us here at the Louisville Real Estate Show. Hope it's a great day for you. In the studios along with me, Bob Sekoler, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Good to have you here on this holiday show. Good to see you, Bob. Good to see you, sir. And Andy Lanzone, who is in for Brian O'Rear, Home Team Inspection Service. By the way, Chuck's number is 499-6360. Home Team's number is 357-0813. Andy, good to have you back. Likewise. Good to have you guys here on this holiday. Thanks for giving up a couple of hours to do the show. A little later on in today's show, 18 secrets that many real estate agents will not tell you. A little later on in the show. First, let us go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning and Happy New Year and holiday. Hi, Bob. This is Selena. Yeah. My radon test just came back with a level of 35, and the buyer walked away. Is it really that bad? Do I have to disclose that? So I, I've we've had heard things like this before on the show. My biggest, highest radon level I've ever seen was 125. I've actually seen over 1,000 before. What? Yep. Now, Brian said he had seen 200. 1,000? curious. Yes, we had over 1,000. Uh, we actually thought the machine was uh, reading wrong, so we actually set two more different machines uh, in the same house, and those came back, um, I think it was like 700, and the other one came back at like 600-something. Uh, so it was quite, quite you, high. Now, I know mitigation is what has to happen. Now, yep. the normal mitigation for something... That's in the, even a 35 Pico Curie level. It might be one system that goes, uh, it goes into the concrete or the sump pump sealed, and then it pumps out air from under the concrete slab, which gets the radon levels down. So what yep. do you do for 1,000 or 700 Pico Same thing. I one mean, system? Yeah, the, the systems, I mean, they're, they're fairly primitive, but they're effective. I mean, even, even if it's over, um, you know, a couple hundred Pico Curies, I mean, you can still, a system... Uh, can still actually get it down below that below that threshold. Boy, that and the reason we have just so you know the reason we have radon here in the, the Louisville area and in southern Indiana, we sit over limestone, and in some cases it's solid. The limestone is in some cases it's porous, and in the areas where it's porous, the radon gas, which is actually the decay of radioactive material, that's the gas that it gives off beneath the surface. It percolates up through the limestone in the porous areas, comes up through the uh, dirt, and then in it it congregates in the lower level of your basement. Right. So it stays there unless you get rid of it. And it's said to be the second leading cause of lung cancer. Yep. And it's said, and 50% of all homes in the Louisville area or more have this radon gas, but it's not terribly difficult to get rid of. You just have to know it's there and, get, and mitigate. Correct. So, yep. Selena, don't worry about it. Yes, you do have to disclose that, and that's something that all sellers need to be aware, that if you have anything above, the EPA action level is four picocuries or above. If it's 3.9, you don't have to mitigate. Over in parts of Europe, um, the EPA, well, their action level, it's not EPA over there, obviously, their action level is 2.0. So, it's, I mean, is our, is our EPA really protecting us if it's 4.0 or 3.9? But anyway, 4.0 and above needs to be disclosed and mitigated. And if you don't, seller walks away, and yes, you have to disclose. So 
and the next person coming along is not going to buy it unless it's below 4.0. So it doesn't make sense not to. Um, it doesn't make sense to go ahead and uh, ignore it. Back to the phones we go. Hello, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Jennifer. Yeah. I give my friend, who's a real estate agent, a lot of business. Can my friend take me out to dinner for that? So this is an interesting question. Chuck, what's the legal? Because here's the problem, folks. We have to be very, very careful about what we do. Yeah, you can't give a thing of value. Uh, what's the definition of a thing of value, Bob? A dinner? Yeah. Could be a dinner, <laughs> it right? Could yeah. be. Could be a dinner. Uh, there's people that are afraid to give away pens and papers. Uh, it, the My experience with the new regime, as we might call it, uh-huh. uh, since Dodd-Frank was put into effect, effect. Yeah. Uh, is that it's going to be whatever the devil the CFPB wants it to mean. And they're in a uproar right now, as you've been reading over the past couple of yeah. uh, weeks, months. With new and control and yeah. where, how they're shaking out, we don't know. It gets it gets to be a really boring question of, of which which law do you follow, uh, kind of a first-year law school exam kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it rolls out. It is. But the bottom line is the answer to your question, Jennifer, is no, you cannot. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, no, you cannot give anything of value. Yeah, cannot that give is value. The, that for, is the answer, giving, yeah. In the car buying business, what's it called like a bird dog or something? They can give you something for bringing somebody in, but in real estate, that doesn't. Yeah, we don't no. even. Yeah, can't go there. Can't even. If you're thinking about selling your home, we have a free, no obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. You want a copy? It's very simple. It's free. There's no obligation. Send an email to Bob at WeSellLouisville.com. Put selling tips in the subject line. Again, free, no obligation. Bob at WeSellLouisville.com and selling tips in the subject line. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. It's Jessica. Yeah. I have a water heater leaking issue with the home I just bought. I had the inspection. It didn't show any problems. What's the process for filing a complaint in small claims court? All right, so let's back up. So bought a house, I guess. You had a water heater that now leaks. A couple of things, is it under, did you get a home warranty is the first thing I would think, right? Yep, that's what I yeah. would go right? to. That's the yep. first thing I always that's, look for. Before you go legal, home warranty, could that cover it, especially if you had a home inspection and it didn't show, you know, the home inspector did not pick up any leaks. But if it did, it did show or if it was leaking and it was missed by the home inspector, at this point, Andy, what are you suggesting? Um, a couple scenarios. Okay. Um, let's, well, first of all, water heaters, it's just a typical appliance. Appliances go bad. Um, there's a possibility that, uh, that it wasn't leaking. I mean, those, that is something that the home inspector should have been looking at. Um, something that we certainly look at to see if it is leaking. Um, if it was something that's missed, uh, then I would simply just call the, uh, call the inspector back. Um, see if he has any, any evidence of it not leaking. Um, or if it was leaking, uh, and then go from there. Because if the home inspector makes a note that the water heater is leaking or at the end of its life, or yep. let's say there are the supply lines, the water hot and cold supply lines maybe have corrosion. and, yep. and very typical. And they take pictures of it, and you've been notified, really, they're off the hook. It's you or your agent at this point who didn't request the repair to be made. Right. 
but let's let's move forward to the question that um, that Jessica has. So, let's say that uh, it was not missed, but it all of a sudden went bad, and there is no home warranty. Is small claims court the next step? Well, you know, normally you like to uh, uh, try and give all the parties an opportunity to make things right. Yeah. Um, and if you have enough evidence uh, to bring to small court, most people, at least in my experience, are you know, going to look at that and go, yeah, I guess maybe there is a problem here. So let's try that. Now, let's also uh, imagine that we have the ability to you know, jump over the, uh, the hoop of arbitration. Uh, if you're not bound by arbitration in the contract in this case, then it's pretty simple to go to small claims court. You just run on down there. You pay the fee. Uh, what is it? Uh, 45, 70 bucks, somewhere in that neck of the uh-huh. woods. It'd be 40 bucks to serve them. Uh, and then you'll be given a court date. Uh, small claims court is pretty simple in that. Uh, while the rules of evidence and other courtroom rules still apply, mm-hmm. uh, they're not as uh, you don't need the official lawyer handshake to uh, to operate there. Uh, but is there really an official lawyer handshake? Oh, is that the thing where you do the butterflies and uh, the hands I, I, twist I, and all? I, I can't confirm okay. or deny I, I got that. Okay, uh, <laughs> without losing my license. Okay, uh, but in any event, uh, it's pretty simple. But you've got to have evidence. You've got to be able to show the judge that. This uh, person caused this problem. You were damaged in this amount, and then uh, you'll get your judgment, or not as the case may be. But it's capped at $2,500 plus court costs. So I think you've got a procedure here, a series of things to do on this, Jessica. First, go back, home inspection, check that route. Second, I would go, even before you do anything else, is go back to your agent and ask your agent to communicate with the buyer's, the seller's agent and see if there's been any indication or let them know what's going yeah. on. And see what they're willing to do. They may be willing to do something. Yeah, they may be willing to help out and be reasonable. That's that's the big thing because the judge is going to be looking for that. When you go to small claims court, before they'll, the judge will even hear your case, he makes you go out in the hall and talk to him and see if you can't settle it. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, one thing we probably should mention is that you're going to need to know exactly how much it is. If it's broken, fix it. That gives you a baseline as to how much, it, mm-hmm. what your damage is. And that whole TV idea of, oh, it kept me up all night, so that's worth so much money. Yeah, that's no, nonsense. No. no, it's actual damages. So th- there you go. But uh, remember, if you have a home warranty, and I really suggest a lot of uh, sellers go, I don't want to pay for a buyer's home warranty, but it's peace of mind because if oh, something absolutely. happens like this. If the home warranty, if it wasn't pre-existing, and you can prove it wasn't pre-existing if the home inspection report doesn't point to it as a right. problem. So it wasn't pre-existing. The home warranty should pick up the cost of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That caps your damages at about 75 bucks. Yep. And that's a much better deal than having to go to small claims court or go Waste mediation or arbitration and, and time and effort and yeah. who knows what else. So I hope that helps you there, Jessica. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob, this is Jamie. Yeah. My dog passed away, and oh. I buried it in the backyard. Do I have to disclose that to the buyers? So that's an interesting – nothing on the disclosure that a seller fills out asks if – Did you bury a dog? Did you bury a dog in the backyard? Yeah, it asks about oil. It does ask about uh, hazardous – Waste uh, materials. Waste yeah. and things like that. And depending on the size of the dog and how it was buried or – uh, whatnot, it could actually fall under that category. Now, the question is going to be, um, and let's just talk about pets in general. Yeah. Uh, if you have a pig as a pet, well, that's livestock. 
uh, and there are specific statutes uh, that relate to the disposal of livestock. Mm. Uh, plus, you're going to have all the generally most of the cities will have some ordinance or other relating to the disposal of of uh, animals. And if you're vi- in violation of a statute yeah. or an ordinance or any other law, you do need to disclose that. However, uh-huh. you, if you're you know way out in the country, it's buried you know two acres down in the back forty, and it's you know been twenty years and you know, dust to dust and all that, eh, no harm, no foul, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think uh, generally uh, if you've got a pet, you shouldn't ought to be burying it in the backyard if you're in a Do we know if area. it's against an ordinance to bury I, it? I would almost guarantee it. Uh, that really? there is some Even ordinance. like a guinea pig or something well, like that? Well, now you're talking about size, and you're talking yeah. about uh, you know, the ever-popular no harm, no foul. Uh, if you bury it... Uh, you know, it's the size of a hamburger, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. It's getting morbid here. Uh, then maybe there isn't an issue. But I'm betting there's, a, there's an ordinance related. So who do we check with the uh, oh, animal, count, animal, animal control? control. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of people who have done this. I'm probably listening to us right now. I buried, you know, yeah, ginger in the you know, backyard. And like I said, maybe 20 years ago, that might have been a normal kind of thing if you've got a couple acres and whatnot. Yeah. But if but you're in a subdivision uh, or you down to, I mean, there's about three or four different uh, organizations that exist just for this purpose. Do you think that that should be on the disclosure then? I think that you need to find out uh, if she, if if dog was a Great Dane and you buried it yeah. two feet under. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, yeah that's... So they're digging, putting a flower garden sometime, yeah. time, and all of a sudden they got... Yeah, there's also, um, yeah. what is it, uh, compost. You, you can actually compost. No, 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 let's not go there. <laughs> okay. okay. But, <laughs> but there are rules related to that, and generally in most metropolitan areas, uh, especially in Kentucky, uh, you're going to have uh, uh, rules and ordinances, so... You know. But I will tell you that the disclosure that a seller fills out uh-huh. asks a variety of questions mm-hmm. in a variety of different ways, right. including when it gets to the roof, there must be four or five questions. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Different but just remember, there's always um, unique scenarios. So yeah. uh, I think I could make some hay about it. If you buried uh, you know, Duke, the Great Dane, in the backyard two months ago and you yeah. sell me the property and it's right next to a, a water supply or a oh, well geez. or yeah. something like yeah. that, that's not good. oh, I can make hay out of that. Okay, so what about yeah. ghosts? Because that's a question that I think is coming up down the road here in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about no. that. No disclosure of uh, that. But there, there are people who... There, are, there yeah. is actually one case yeah. uh, that I know of. It's out of New York where a ghost was... Uh, now you're really making me dig into the back door. No, go ahead, though. No, this is interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that uh, it was a house uh, uh, that was supposedly haunted. These people came from out of town or whatever. They bought the place. We're not talking about the Amityville horror. I was going to say, was that, that, that was the movie? A, no, yeah. that was a foreclosure scam as okay. far as I understand. <laughs> Uh, trying to get out of foreclosure that way. But, uh, no, they went into this place, and they bought the house, and uh, they found out that uh, it's supposedly haunted or whatever, and then they wanted to back out of the deal. Uh, the judge would not rule that it was haunted. He did, however, come up with this uh, cl- uh, you know, neat little uh, niche of uh, uh, it had a notorious reputation. Uh, so that everybody in the town thought it was haunted. So uh, you should have uh, disclosed the fact that, uh, you know, you're going to have kids walking by, you know, making pentagrams on your front door or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they tried to get him to uh, acknowledge that there were uh, uh, ghosts. But he, you know, notorious reputation as close as you're going to get. Uh, I would mention, though, that there are lawsuits. Um, one, uh, a lot of uh, 
prison uh, uh, inmates will uh, sue the devil. Uh, really? Yeah. The devil made me do A, B, or oh, C, yeah. so okay. the state has to pay for yada, yada, yada. Oh, because I'm, I'm a ward of the state. <laughs> hey, listen, if you're getting ready to uh, sell your home, concerned about a home inspection, our home team inspection service has a report on what to expect during an inspection. Send me an email, bob at com. Put the word inspection in the subject line, and we'll send you the report, which will tell you what to expect during a home inspection. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, 18 Secrets said your real estate agent may not have told you when it comes to selling a home. In the studios with me, Andy Lazone, who is with Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813, and Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. You, of course, can reach me anytime on this holiday edition, even during the holidays at 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-global.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, the holiday edition. Hope it's a great uh, holiday season for you. In the studios with me, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. And Annie Lanzone, who is with Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans, and they're the number one home team inspection service in the country at 357-0813. Okay. We've got 18 secrets your real estate agent may not be telling you, so... Let's go through these, and you guys tell me what you think. Your open house 
helps us as real estate agents more than it helps you. Really, truthfully, majority of visitors aren't buyers, they're nosy neighbors, and that gives an agent an opportunity to hand out a card and possibly gain new clients. Only a very small handful of homes sell during an open house. Scents, as in S-C-E-N-T-S, matter. In air fresheners, they're a turnoff to a lot of people. If you want your house to smell good, bake some cookies right before showing. And if you don't have cookie mix on hand... Go to the store and buy some. Just keep it around. Do you leave the cookies for the people coming Of course, through? with water in a little ice bucket because that's for especially in the, the, the uh, summertime. But even in the wintertime, they're thirsty. Cookies, yep. they love you. And then they'll remember you because you always want to name the house when you leave. So they may name the house the cookie house. And that's great. Better than, better than being the house with that big crack going down the middle of the driveway. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Don't turn people away because of a mess. If you get a call saying that some buyers want to see your house in 15 minutes, let them, even if it's a bit messy. The last-minute types of buyers typically make impulsive decisions, and they just might decide to buy your house that day. Don't push away a low offer. Do not be offended by low-ball offers. You have a better chance of getting that person to pay than finding someone new. So let your agent negotiate trying to get the offer up. Do you find your people uh, take it personally? Yes, they, and any, any seller, because it's, mm-hmm. it's their house that they've lived in and cherished. Mm-hmm. Understand that. Remember, it's a business decision when it comes to selling your home. Don't be offended by a lowball offer. Just let's work it. We, our theory and philosophy is never let the offer die in our lap, our side. Let it die over there at their side. Um, ask, ask what you uh, pay for it. So a well-known agent may pass you off to a junior agent after you sign the contract, so ask the agent who will be handling the marketing of the house and who will negotiate the contract and repair requests. And I will tell you, my sellers with me, I am there. And when they call, I am on it for them. So, I mean, just ask your agent. Don't skip the final walkthrough. It's your last chance as a buyer to make sure repairs were done properly and that the owner's personal items have been removed and the items you agreed to should stay there that and are there. We've seen stoves, washers, dryers, beautiful chandeliers walk right out the door even though they're attached. You know that, Chuck? You've dealt with those before. I've seen it. I've also run into people who, quote, don't believe in walkthroughs. Really? Buyers. Not good, folks. I I don't understand. Walkthrough. Buyer, uh, beware of uh, seller agents who overestimate your house selling price because that's a problem. They're hoping you'll choose them over other agents who will price it more realistically when we in the business call that buying your listing. And it guarantees your house will sit on the market for a long time, and then you'll be asked to reduce the price. You want a legitimate price. House without furniture does not look larger. Empty rooms actually may appear smaller because buyers can't get a sense of how the furniture will fit. So if you have some furniture there, they get perspective. Clear the counters. Number one selling tip, clear off countertops in the bathrooms and kitchen. Americans love a wide-open counter space. Don't trust realty websites to price your home. For an estimate of property values, you want to call an agent. Do not go to Zillow. They'll give you a false sense of security or false sense of what your home is worth. Watch out for references. If I'm new in business, my references are as an agent are likely to be relatives or good friends. Check reviews online. In this case, Zillow is good because they won't let a fake home buyer or seller leave a review. So you want to check reviews there. Or you can check Google. They've got a bunch of places that have reviews. We can't tell you everything, but you can find out yourself. Listen, as realtors, we have certain restrictions that we have to live by, and the economic standing or predominant ethnic background of people in the area 
or the local crime rate to reveal this is a no-no. Right, Chuck? I mean, mm-hmm. you know this. Can't do it. Violate fair housing laws, so you really right. need to look them up yourself. Staging your home can help. Yes, staging your home can uh, get rid of clutter, bring in furniture or accessories, and help it sell. But music, champagne glasses next to the bed, and fake pies on the countertop, actually, we've seen it actually help in moderation. Fake music does great. I mean, you know, music from jazz or instrumental music. The big commission check, by the way, does not go straight into our pocket. Contrary to belief, and I wish it was true, first we divide it with a brokerage, then most of us pay taxes and expenses, including the sign we put outside your house, your lockbox, access to the MLS association membership fees, REMAX fees, national membership fees. I mean, it just goes on and on. And uh, in other words, um, sell a home and helping you buy a home, a realtor does not get paid, by the way, if and unless the home closes and sells. Ask about the history of your license, of your agent. Are they licensed? Are they a full-time agent? That's the big thing. If you've got a part-time agent, they're only going to be working part-time for you, whether it's a buyer or seller. And it might cost more for your sense for you to rent. If, in fact, you're thinking of moving in a couple of months or a year or so, it may be better to rent a house or rent an apartment because you lose money if you try to resell, even if unless you get a great deal. I mean, that's the difference. And make your neighbors look good. If your house is for sale and the lawn next door is starting to look overgrown, consider cutting the grass for your neighbors. It's a small thing, but it can also make a huge difference. And, of course, be sure to ask some of the questions. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hey, Bob. I'm putting my house up for sale, and I have two appliances in the house that uh, are not working. A, uh, dehum- a humidifier and a trash compactor. Am I legally obligated to fix them or replace them before selling? And if I disclose them on the disclosure, am I legally obligated to fix or replace? Well, so Chuck, if he discloses, I think no, this is Scott. Yeah, he doesn't. As long as he says, hey, this thing doesn't work, you know. And better to do that and disclose it. Oh, absolutely. Because, Andy, when you're going through it, you'll find those issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We don't do uh, trash compactors. Um, we turn we, them on if, if they're there? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, a lot of times they don't work to begin with anyway. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, to so be honest, we just yeah. don't. We don't even really mess with those. I did not know that. Um, but with the dehumidifiers and that kind of stuff, we do look for that. But he's he should absolutely disclose that they do not work. And then that's, that's by far the thing that's round out. They're going to ask to repair it. And then yep. he's going to say, no, I mean, if, yeah. yep. if he doesn't want to fix it, just put it up front. Yep. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekolar, Louisville real estate show news, radio 840 WHS. Good morning, Shannon. Hi, Bob. This is Shannon. Yep. I am new from out of town and I moved into a neighborhood with a homeowners association and my next door neighbors have four inflatables in their front yard. They are holiday inflatables and they, in my opinion, are (laughs) destroying the beauty of our landscape of our neighborhood. How do I go about checking the legality of the inflatables? So is that something inflatables are they on could they be yeah they certainly can generally uh, when you have uh, an hoa there's going to be you know rules and regulations ccrs and all that kind of good stuff yeah uh, and they will most usually have something in there about decoration uh now most of the time it's left up to the sole discretion of the board but uh you know there are uh 
uh, let's just say that I've, I've seen some here fairly recently uh, that say decorations can only be at this time, you know, from here to here but, and only in this place. And then somebody decides they don't like somebody. So they will oh, they go and make a problem, a, you know, 15 foot inflatable. But truthfully, I mean, if we're talking, I was thinking inflatable. I was thinking of like the slides and all, but I'm thinking no, it might t- be those Santa Claus with the reindeer yeah. and but or it's, a gigantic ghost that blinks purple in the oh. middle of the night right into your front window. Oh, the, oh you, I take it you've had this problem coming uh, past you. I can neither confirm nor deny that. It. However, okay. yeah. I, I will say the way to handle it is you write the board uh, or the property manager and you say, hey, uh, I think this violates it, and then uh, let them take care of it. Uh, yeah. But you should be able to get a, a copy of the rules and regulations, uh, bylaws, whatever, from the HOA. So contact somebody on the board to get oh, the yeah, information. Absolutely. All right. We are out of time on this holiday edition of our show and wish and hope that it's been a great holiday season for you. We head on to the new year. Our thanks to the folks here in the studio, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Good to have you here, Chuck. Good to be here. And Andy Lenzone, who's with Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Andy anytime at 357-0813 or Brian, who's out of the office today. And you can reach me anytime. We'd love to help you. Want some information? Send me an email, bob at com, or give me a call. I'm, I try to answer my phone. Even on the holiday weekends, I try to answer at uh, 376-5483. Again, happy holidays from all of us here at 840 WHAS. See you next week on the air. Bye-bye.